Morning, everyone. First of March, Friday, Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. A very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening. And the season starts Sunday in Vegas with these two fantastic games for 1.30 in the afternoon on Sunday, Eastern Daylight Time. Pump for it, the Roosters and the Bronx coming after Manly up against the Bunnies. We'll cross to Las Vegas shortly and get all the latest over there in the States. Cameron Green, the hero for Australia yesterday. Outstanding knock. Great to see as the Aussies reach 9 for 279 at Stumps. Awesome days racing tomorrow with the very elegant stakes. Sure to be an emotional day after the passing of the great bear only recently and the surround stakes as well in Melbourne. We've got the Australian Guineas. Also, uh, we've got uh, well the likes of the Bahrain Grand Prix, Super Round in Melbourne, the Sydney Derby in the A-League as well. So a huge weekend in prospect. And actually, let's go over there now. Loza, how are you, mate? What's doing? Yeah, morning, boys. No, just getting excited, a bit like you, Mitter. Uh, a couple more sleeps and we've got the game, uh, or games, and everyone's excited over here. There's more Aussies uh, getting around in their jerseys, they're all up and about, all excited about being over here. They're all making sure that they're having a good time. Uh, they're all wanting their teams to do well this season. Um, I walked the strip again last night. I met into, a, I ran into a lot of people I knew, and there's more on their way today. So there'll be over 4,000 people there, I think, on Saturday night at the stadium. Um, I'm looking uh, further down to the resorts world where the players will all be staying, and there's advertising up on the on the big um, uh, boards there. Um, it's been advertised on telly, as I've been saying all through the week. So the NRL, they couldn't have done much more, mate, in terms of providing an opportunity for people to look and see what our game is about, and hopefully they will turn up on a Saturday night. Just jerseys everywhere, Loz. Just of the four teams playing, or any teams playing. Like you said, you can spot the Aussies a mile away. I can imagine now. Yep. They're just absolutely everywhere. You couldn't walk probably yeah. 30 metres without running into one. Yeah, it's heaving, you know. Uh, not only jerseys, but caps and jumpers and shorts. And Actually, I've run into a lot of pommies, a lot of English people over here. Mm. Um, I saw a couple of young boys yesterday. They were walking in front, and I overtook them. I said, oh, up the Rabbitohs. And they looked, and they started talking to me. And they said, yeah, yeah, we're Rabbitohs. And they were from England, and they were from Newcastle. So uh, these young boys were probably 15, 16 over here with their parents. Um, and they're on a tour group of about 30. Um, and they said that there was a couple more groups that they knew of that were coming over from England. So not only Australians are travelling, um, you know, the English are travelling as well. And I suppose there has been some talk about possibly having that World Club Challenge game as part of the festival over here in the years to come, which I think would be a good idea as well, because you would then get the English supporters, uh, not only neutral supporters, but the ones that support their teams making the trip over here as well. Yeah, not a bad idea. That pup, morning to you, mate. Uh, watched a bit of the cricket yesterday, and uh, Cameron Green, what an outstanding Brilliant. performance from the young Aussie. Yep. Nine for 279. I mean, it's the old... You know, rule of never judge a pitch until both sides have batted. But just watching that unfold yesterday, it felt like we're on top at the end of the day. Well and truly. Good morning, mate. Morning, Loz. Morning to our listeners. Yeah, uh, definitely Australia's day. Um, Sent into bat, green wicket, swung and seam all day. Uh, New Zealand get it right. They bowl Australia out for 200, 220. Mm. 220 max. 
Um, I thought they were too short, especially in that first two-hour period before lunch. Little uh, rule that we have when we're playing, certainly at that level, that if it looks good on TV, it's generally too short, a foot too short. So when the batsman's playing and missing um, regularly, it looks brilliant. When you're watching it from your couch, you say, "Oh, how's he not nicked that?" Or "What a great, what a great delivery!" But generally, when you're playing against good opposition, that means you're a foot short. You want them actually looking to drive the ball on a pitch like that while the ball's new, and that's where you're more likely to get those nicks. But I thought Smith and Kawaja were brilliant by really staying still. I think that's what they did very well because they were a foot too short. They held their line in defense and that allowed them to play and miss a lot of balls. Um, so I think, yeah, well, well done to Australia's openers. I think we'll one for 60 at lunch, which is a great result after being set in the bat. I said yesterday that New Zealand would have wanted probably four wickets at lunch. Uh, and then Cameron Green, absolutely brilliant. Showed his class, picked his time to be aggressive, Batted beautifully with the tail, but then was disciplined early. Great defence, good shot selection, let the ball go well. So I think Australia will be wrapped with that. I think if Australia's attack bowls first on that pitch and bowls well, New Zealand are all out for 180-200. So I think the Aussies will be, yeah, they'll be very pleased after being sent in to have that total on the board. Uh, I guess... One negative from the day is just the fact that Marnus Labashane, I think we could now say he's in a bit of a rut, pup. Well, he's had, what's he had, five, six low scores. Um, and in, just the way he scratched around, he, he, well, he's, you he's, know what it's like. like you, what you happens, feel like your feet just can't, well, no, you try, stuck in You're cement. trying to mm. bat for time rather than mm. bat for runs. So mm. when you're out of form, you're thinking, okay, I just want to give myself a chance. I want to be disciplined in defense. Just get used to the condition. So you go into a bit of a negative mind frame. You know, you're not there trying to, uh, if they bowl that bad ball, look to score because you're worried about not getting out. So I know he's tried a few things. Um, I I read some comments uh, before the start of the day's play around his training um, and how how many balls he's been hitting in the lead-up. So he's trying to work out why all of a sudden things have changed. And again, no matter how good a player you are, over a long period of time, there's going to come a time through your career where you do struggle to make runs. The game is too hard to be, well, unless you're Sir Donald Bradman. Mm. But he's the only one that stayed at the top for his entire career. Every other player from every country around the world, you know, if you play for long enough, you go through a tough period. And he's probably feeling that at the moment. But he's a very good player. Um, Yes, he got a good delivery, but I think it's his mindset as well. I think he's... You know, it's not as positive as when he's batting well. Um, you know, I think Steve Smith did that really well yesterday. There's always this talk about him being the opener. He's under pressure to make runs, but he come out with good intent. Mm. Yes, he only made 30. Nick one got out, and he'll be disappointed because he got a good start. But I think the intent was there. And I think when you're playing your best, you're always looking to score. So nine for 279 on resumption. Uh well, it's at 9 o'clock this morning, Eastern Daylight Time, the start of the second day's play. Just some news in regards to Manly ahead of their match against South Laws. So, naturally, the new era for Luke Brooks officially starts, but he's carrying a niggle, which he's not revealing. Uh, he said his direct quote on the news last night was something minor, but all good to go. And uh, he's pretty happy the whole Vegas venture is taking the spotlight off the fact it is his first game for the club, says Brooks. But hopefully... 
he'll be fine. It'd be a massive shame if, uh, you know, they're playing a bit of Ducks and Drakes, but yeah, conceded there's some niggle that he is carrying. Yeah, it's not the ideal way to start, is it? A, a new club coming over here to Vegas and having a bit of a niggle. Because I think Luke Brooks, with all the pressure that he's had on him at the West Tigers, this new change he would have been looking forward to and wanting to present himself in the best possible fashion to play well and make a statement first up. I actually ran into a couple of the Manly boys on the strip last night. They were just walking around having a, a look, the Trebojevich brothers. Um, and, uh, you know, they're obviously excited about the game. But Luke Brooks... I think he'll have a standout season. I think he'll be one of those slayers that we we all know has had the ability, but he just hasn't been able to find it with the West Tigers, and there's been a number of reasons why. But, you know, with Tom and Cherry Evans being the main playmakers in that team, Brooks can concentrate on his running game. Uh, but let's hope this injury is not too serious. It doesn't hold him uh, back from this game. Um, pretty confident he'll play. Um, and just to get some game time with a new combination with Cherry Evans. Remember, they haven't played with each other uh, this year, so their timing might be out a little bit. And that might be an advantage for South Sydney, the fact that Manly haven't had any time together. Uh, but no doubt they've done a lot of scrimmage at work. But the difference between scrimmaging and playing a game um, is is completely different. But, um, yeah, fingers crossed he's able to get out there and showcase his skills. But... Um, I think it'll be a wonderful contest, Mido. I think both these games, it'll be high intensity. There'll probably be some fatigue at the end of the game. And that's when you'll see some of these guys with footwork and speed. I'm anticipating that to be an area of concern for opposition teams when they're defending, is when their forwards get a bit um, fatigued and become um, uh, short of breath and they're under a bit of pressure. Uh, Because it mightn't be working on the edges teams will look to play back through the middle and if the forwards have had their tackle count high and they've done a lot of defending then that's when they might be vulnerable and that's when guys like Brooks and in particular the fullbacks like the fullbacks with Tom and Tedesco um, with with their speed Reese Walsh is another one uh, Luttrell um, it might be just the stage that they shine and it might be through the middle rather than on an edge have you run into Gordy yet, Loz? We're going to speak to him in about 20 minutes' time. Gordy Tallis. No, I haven't run into Gordy. I haven't seen uh, too many of the Fox boys. The first day they arrived, I ran into Braith and, and Hindy. They were trying to keep themselves awake. But I did see Gordy protecting the trophy. He looked a mean dude, didn't he? Yeah. On that little video clip that I saw. Uh, he obviously brought the trophy over. Um, but there's thousands of people over here, and there's a lot of... Um, ex-NRL players. I ran into Mark Coyne last night. I had a beer with uh, Mark. Uh, he's quite excited about the start of the year and he's very optimistic about the Dragons' chances. And we had a little bit of a discussion about who we thought was going to you know, play finals this year and, and who wouldn't. And He was quite bullish on the Dragons uh, exceeding expectation externally from a lot of people. So he's, um, he's quite prepared to to say that the Dragons are going to have a better year than most people expect. Cheeky text here. Tom Trebojevich couldn't survive a sprint down the Corso. How will he do the Vegas on the Vegas Strip? Uh, so keep them coming. 0419767272. Yeah, a lot of texts here about just pumping the brakes on uh, some Australians going that, you know, it's going to take America by storm and, <laughs> and that rugby league's going to you know, infiltrate into America. I mean, it just, yeah, let's pump the brakes. Oh, it's not going to happen overnight. It's certainly not going to happen overnight. 
and and it certainly won't overtake NFL. But what they have done here at the moment is created, I think, a little bit of a discussion because, the, uh, like, uh, like even in a lift when you start talking to Americans, they notice your accent and then they say to you, "Are you here for the game?" Hmm. Oh, yeah, they're so curious, obviously, for sure. Obviously, they're very curious. So it's not going to take over. But I think if you can stage this game every five years, but the most important factor, I think, to get any traction is to have it broadcast. Mm. And that's the key. If they can get it broadcast one game a week, I think you will start to see an interest. But obviously, it's a big ask. And... Um, everyone is very excited about over here, being over here at, here at the moment. But you just never know. You've got to give it a try, and they're going to give it a real red-hot crack. And it won't be instantaneously where we click our fingers and rugby league's the number one sport in America. It will never be the number one sport. It'll never be the number two sport. It'll never be the number five sport. But what it will do, I think, at some stage, if we continue to work on it, we will have some traction. And, and you will have people have a bit of an interest in it. Quick in the Ted is the headline of the back page of the Daily Telegraph today. Roosters star on fast track to GOAT status. So, uh, James Tedesco, he has been training with Roger Fabry in the off-season. And, uh, you know, whether he likes it or not, Loz, and whether it's fair or not, the debate's set to begin uh, with his rep spots supposedly under siege, mainly just due to the quality of the competition. But... uh, Roger Fabry quoted in this article talking about, you know, his speed's still right there at 31 years of age. I mean, 31 years of age is obviously, let's face it, we'd be 31 again in a heartbeat, wouldn't we, pup? Uh, But uh, great to see him, you know, just opposing Reese Walsh. What a battle that is uh, for the Roosters in the Bronx this week. I I think both those players will have massive influences over the results of their teams this season. And James Tedesco, yep, was criticised last year. Um, and a lot of that had to do with the team's success as well because Teddy set such a high standard, as do the Roosters, and they just weren't performing up to other people's expectation. But I think coming back, uh, playing for Australia at the end of last year, he's refreshed, he's ready to go. They look like a team that's on the rise, the Roosters. And if they're playing good football, I would suggest that James is going to be one of the more influential players in the competition. So he's got a strong mindset. He still wants to play representative football. The questions will be asked about whether he is the best fullback for New South Wales. And he gets a great opportunity to show everyone that he's still the number one. Yes, he's got some competition, but I think he'll back himself. And there's no doubt that if he can get back to being the player we know he once was, and there's no reason why he can't do that either, by the way. He's only 31 years of age. Um, He won't be giving up that Blues jersey lightly. Uh, back page of the Courier Mail, Grand Jackpot, Haas, Payne Haas reveals he knocked back NFL shot to chase ultimate prize with Broncos. Another, gee, we're going to see a lot of these stories. Players interest in NFL and how they've stayed in league anyway. There's another one, Payne Haas. Uh, that's the back page of the Courier Mail today. Back page of the Australian Centurion Green proves shield value and it is also the back page of the Herald as well. Green shoots, test ton grows from shield stint. And uh, he did forego that little T20 series uh, pup before this to play in a shield match where he did get some runs too, I think. He got 100. Yeah, he did too. Yep. So the value of that. 
vindicated. Select is vindicated on a few fronts here. Just the number four move, I, I guess. I know it's early days still, but uh, for him to pull out a knock like that on a pitch like that in the position we were in, and Brilliant. the fact that he did go back and play shield cricket instead of playing, a, let's face it, T20s that will never be remembered. Well, I think it's time in the middle. I think I've, I've said this plenty of times on the show as well. You give me 20 training sessions or one club game, and I make 40 in the club game, that's worth that's worth more to me than 20 net sessions. So time in the middle batting, and that's what he got in that shield game. He was able to play a test innings, so a long form innings, um, and get himself as well prepared for this tour as possible. So, yeah, not surprised. Um, again, to make 100 on that wicket was a great effort. It was doing enough the whole time. Um, so that's a, it'll, I think Cameron Green will take a lot of confidence from that, most importantly. His first 100 at number four, um, which I think, yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, I think the only conversation, um, a lot of people had their opinion, there's no doubt about it, and, and are entitled to it, but I think it was more around Cameron Brand, Bancroft opening the batting and moving Steve Smith from four. Um, I think, I think, uh, again, I haven't seen. I've only seen what you've seen of Cameron Green. Uh, he was he was too young when I was playing, so I never saw him play shield cricket. I actually, never seen him play live. Um, but from all reports, batting wise, his technique is is very good, and he's shown that in this innings as well. So there was no doubt from within the group that at some stage he's going to go up the order. He's not going to be a number six, even though his bowling is as good as it is. So I guess that's why you've heard that comparison to Jack Callis because he's actually a top-order specialist batsman and he's a good enough bowler to be your third quick as well. He's a genuine all-rounder and feels like a genius. Great hands. So, yeah, really happy for him. Um, and for Australia, they're now. I think they're now in a really good position, even if they get knocked over straight away, um, to get sent in and make that, that amount of runs on that wicket. I think now if we bowl well and hang on to our catches, New Zealand again dropped a couple of catches yesterday. Um, yeah, I think we're in a prime position. 